What's up, football fans? Welcome to the 2019 season. This is the TN Sports Chat podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. We got a lot of new things on the horizon here at the Times News. And I'm Justin Carlucci, joined by Patrick Matsinko. Patrick, we got a lot of new stuff coming this year. What's going on? Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to have you back. Uh, definitely looking forward to the season. Certainly a lot to look forward to. We had a great year last year. A lot of our early teams had success. And just kind of looking over a couple of things uh, heading into the preseason, it definitely seems like we have a lot of talent coming back um, for a lot of our area teams. So I think there's definitely going to be a lot to look forward to across the area this season. Don't don't thank me for having you. You're going to be sick of me by the end of the year because you're co-hosting this thing, man. So uh, I'd uh, choose your words carefully. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have our sports editor and our, our leader, Emmett McCall. He's with us on the first episode. Emmett, I can't believe I can't believe football's back. Can't believe it, Justin. It's been a it's been a long wait. I know uh, people around here. It's like two seasons football and spring football and maybe a third summer football but uh you know we're excited we're excited for the season the times news has kind of already started uh, to uh get things in motion we're going to be interviewing the coaches in the next couple of weeks we have our football tab that comes out with stories and pictures and breakdowns of all the teams that's going to be in the paper on thursday august 22nd and then the following day um friday august 23rd that the season kicks off for eight of the local teams and then Panther the valley the ninth area team will, will start the next day on saturday the 24th so it's, it's only a couple of weeks away I can't believe it. It, It's starting to feel like football a little bit. Uh, Heat Acclimation Week pumping up. We went to Lehighton earlier this week to check out their Midnight Madness. Patrick, kind of what were your takeaways from that and the energy there? Uh, Did it feel like football season in Lehighton? That was a lot of fun. Um, it definitely seemed like everybody was everybody was into it, and uh, energy was energy was high. Uh, it was certainly neat to be a part of. Uh, I would think that a lot of teams in the area uh, might be adopting that going forward. Uh, definitely, kind of a great way to kick things off. Um, you know, just kind of really get a get a jump start on the season. Uh, you know, these teams have been kind of chomping at the bit, ready to get out there. I know they do a lot of stuff pretty much year-round now with seven-on-sevens and camps and all that kind of stuff. But uh, if you can get out there, you know, the sooner the better, I think, to be able to get out on the field and really get things started officially um, for the season. So, yeah, being out there was a lot of fun. Um, coaches seemed to like it. Kids liked it. Um, not obviously a ton of people um, there, but uh, parents and you know, some people, I think, that just wanted to kind of see maybe why the lights were on at the stadium as they're driving by. Uh, you know, maybe kind of going down Mahoning Street or going down 9th Street. So, um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to be a part of. Definitely thank you to Tom McCarroll um, and everybody at Lee Heighton. Definitely enjoyed um, enjoyed our time there. And certainly uh, looking forward to more stuff like that going forward. Yeah, and Emmett, I don't want to put in, uh, I don't want to guess your age or anything like that, but is this kind of the first thing? You can't count that high. I don't, I can't count to ten, <laughs> but I mean, is is this kind of the first thing of that nature for high school football around here that that you can remember during your time of coverage? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I've been at the Times since thirty-eight years, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we've never had a midnight madness for for football. Um, uh, I've kind of 
listening to, to what you guys put out and what Coach McCarroll said. Um, there only seems to be a handful of schools even across the state that, that do something like that. But uh, we had him with Coach McCarroll. He's kind of very innovative from their play calling with, uh, with the flashboards that, you know, you see colleges do and some of the other things that we had him does. Uh, Coach McCarroll's kind of a, always a, a little bit ahead of the curve, and uh, I think it's a pretty cool idea. Definitely was. That, was. that was a cool environment. Uh, throughout the course of the year, our goal is to bring coaches clips and interviews throughout the week. We'll get them talking about the upcoming games for the upcoming Friday and maybe touch on kind of uh, previous week's games and things like that. We're going to try to get some unique guests on. Uh, I was talking to guys like Dan Rosino, PIAA official. Uh, so we're going to think outside the box a little bit here. Doing this audio gives us some more options. Uh, later on this podcast, we are going to talk to our Schuylkill League area coaches as Schuylkill Football League Media Day was today. Really cool to get everybody under one roof, and uh, Patrick and Emmett, I know probably all of us have been to that day at some point or another, uh, and we're going to have a chance to talk to Kevin Keating, who does a great job putting this thing together. But uh, Patrick and Emmett, I mean, I'll start with you, Patrick. Is this kind of just like when you're there, you know, Schuylkill Country Club, a ton of important people and uh, important players there. Is that kind of like the slap in the face, like, all right, football season's here? Yeah, and it's fun um, in a lot of ways, too. I mean, this I know it's only a preseason media day and, you know, things like that, but, um, you know, this is stuff that, uh, in a lot of ways, look at what we did a couple of years ago when they do the, uh, you know, big school small school polls and, you know, media coaches polls and where teams finish. Um, and we heightened just a couple of years ago was to finish uh, toward the bottom. And uh, that's the year the Indians six ran. out of six, if I'm, I'm correct. Yeah, that's the year the Indians ran the table. Um, obviously had a phenomenal season. Google League is just so fascinating. There, there's something about waking up in Northeastern PA on a Friday, and you know, even if you're not super related to, to many sports, but you just follow football. I mean, as I cover sports and news, and you guys recover sports, there's just something about that that brisk air hitting you in the face and that energy. Like, listen, there's during the fall, I think till February, there's some kind of football every day of the week, except 
Wednesday, and if you're kind of a degenerate like me, you watch Mac football on Tuesdays, and maybe you wager on it. I don't know. But, I mean, you wake up those Friday night lights, and just the beginning of the school year, there's a lot of energy. Everybody's excited. The kids want to be in school, you know? <laughs> um, and, I mean, Patrick, uh, you know, I you've covered a lot of games in a lot of places, and you look at both these divisions, and we're, we're not going to make predictions. It's way too early. Um, but... Division one is just loaded, and it's kind of anyone's guess every year. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you would agree with that. But Patrick, I mean, division one. What, what are your thoughts, man? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Tom kind of alluded to it. Tom McCall kind of alluded to it a little bit now when we were there, um, you know, for Midnight Madness. Um, North Spookle was the first team uh, in uh, his house when we talked a little bit about uh, what our expectations for this year. Uh, Martin's always. Uh, program, um, and they just seem to kind of reload every single year. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a, a, a sign of that talent running dry. So, um, it obviously, day one, North Schuylkill, uh, you have people pointing there. Um, for us, um, I look at maybe Tamakwa, uh, the team that won nine games last year, lost a you know, tough, really tough first round district playoff game to Notre Dame Green Pond, but a ton of talent coming back for Sam Bonner and the Raiders. Um, I mean, I guess you could say it starts maybe with uh, kind of switch, do everything. Uh, Nate Boyle, um, you have Braden Knobloch, you have Matt Kissler. Um, they have a whole lot of talent coming back, I think, on the line as well. So, uh, you know, trying to uh, maybe even take another step forward uh, off of what was a great year uh, in 2018. What do you think, Emmett? I mean, Division One, yeah. a lot of talent. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, Jim Thorpe, uh, Mark Rosenberger, head coach, he's been coaching a long time. You've been covering sports for a long time. And it doesn't matter kind of who's on that team. You know, Jim Thorpe is, is always right there, too, you know? I, I was just kind of thinking about that. You know, Mark Rosenberger um, is the dean of our area high school coaches now. This is his 22nd year. And I can remember, and it doesn't even seem that long ago, that he was taking over a gym for a program that was kind of, you know, a, a second tier in football. They were playing, you know, the Columbia Montour Votech and, and, and teams like that. And, you know, they, they've kind of, the, the increase in enrollment in the school has gone up, and Mark has just take that, taken that program to another level. Seems like they're in um, competition every year in the last four or five years for uh, for the Division One title, and uh, you know. And the other thing is, like I was, I was thinking, the last few years we've been really fortunate. Division One football. A couple of years ago, it was Lee Hayden and Jim Thorpe were battling. You know, right to the last game of the season for the title. Last year it was Jim Thorpe and North Schuylkill. And like Pat mentioned, I think Tamaqua this year, the local teams, I think the Raiders might be the team this year that's, that's going to be battling for a, a Division One title. Yeah, and, you know, just for the listeners, you're tuned into the TN Sports Chat podcast, Preventive presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. And uh, talking about Division Two here quickly before we uh, before we move on to other interviews with Kevin Keating and our local coaches. Looking at Division Two, you know, our Times News area, we have two teams in that division, Marion and Panther Valley. Um, Panther Valley, new head coach, uh, got a senior quarterback there in Ethan Rice. Uh, Marion, I just feel like Marion couldn't catch a break the last couple of years with injuries uh, and numbers and things like that. So, uh, you know, gonna, a lot of excitement and a lot of energy around those programs. Patrick, Division Two, uh, give us a little bit something about Panther Valley and Marion. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's always interesting when you have a, a new coach coming in. Um, you know, that's something that uh, for Panther Valley, I'm sure maybe 
in some ways it's kind of, you know, breath of fresh air, some new life, um, you know, just kind of something that, uh, you know, for them just to kind of maybe turn, I don't know, kind of turn the page a little bit and, um, you know, kind of head into this year with a little bit of a fresh start. Um, always difficult, obviously. Um, it, you know, we look at that, just kind of how tough it is top to bottom, um, whether it's Division One or Division II. Um, you know, I just kind of mentioned Marion. Um, you know, I think we saw last year with, uh, with Matt Doherty, you know, just kind of this, the type of season that he had. Um, and that was, I think, too, maybe in a role that you weren't necessarily thinking he'd be in um, with Paul going down with an injury. Um, but he really flourished there. But um, they do have... I think they do have obviously a lot of talent. Pat Morgan's coming back, um, and certainly I think one of the most accomplished um, kickers in the area, and Lucas Broya, uh, who uh, maybe doesn't get as many opportunities um, as some of the more high-powered offenses, but you kind of see what he's been doing all summer. You know, the camps that he's been at, uh, different places he's been. Um, he's obviously uh, got a big leg. He's accurate. Um, you know, and it will be nice to kind of see, uh, you know, kind of see what he's able to do this year. Um, and see what you know, just see what that offense is able to do this season under uh, under Pat Warner. Yeah, and um, and in, in addition to um, the Schuylkill League teams we've just been talking about, I just want to throw a quick mention in that um, Tuesday last night, the um, the Lehigh Valley um, coaches group had a, a little bit of a media day, and uh, we have four teams. Um, down that way, we have five five area teams in the Schuylkill League. We have three in the Colonial League: Northern Lehigh, Palmerton, and Northwestern. And then we have Pleasant Valley in the Eastern Pennsylvania Conference. And uh, we mentioned uh, Pleasant Valley with the coach at Ricky Jones. Uh, we have a new coach at Pleasant Valley in Blake Fager, and uh, this will be his first year there. And then the three Colonial League teams all have veteran veteran coaches back. We have Joe Tout at Northern Lehigh, Chris Koliak at Palmerton. Both those schools are expecting uh, I'm expecting at least to, to, for them to have a pretty good seasons this year and then we have Northwestern with Josh Schneider and I think they could be be the team to uh, to watch now I, I expect them to be with Notre Dame in the um, in the hunt for a, a colonial league title this year yeah, you know, you get get a quarterback that with a lot of experience and a big build back there in Northwestern. I think that they're going to be a really exciting football team. Our goal is to hopefully chat with some uh, some Colonial League and EPC coaches maybe on next week's podcast. So uh, thanks for giving them a shout-out. We're looking forward to speaking with them uh, next week. Uh, I guess, you know, enough of us, right? So I just we're going to switch it over here. We're going to switch gears, and uh, we'll talk to Kevin Keating, who's in charge of Schuylkill Media Day here in a little bit. Uh, we'll get to our area coaches. Patrick and I will be on here throughout the show. Uh, Emmett, thanks a lot for joining us, and we're uh, looking forward to having you on in the future. Yep, I'm looking forward to it, Justin. I uh, love, the, love the idea of the podcast, and uh, uh, looking forward to being on later in the season. All right, you are tuned in to Times New Sports Chat, presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. Stay tuned. We're going to throw it over to some of our guests. All right, Patrick and myself are here with Kevin Keating, and we are at Schuylkill Football Media Day. Kevin, this is the day. This is where it all starts, and... Uh, tell me a little bit about how long you've been doing this and kind of what this day means to everybody involved. You know, going back to uh, my days as a uh, sports writer at the Republican in Pottsville, I guess it's uh, probably about, oh, geez, 12, 13 years now. I've been doing it much longer than I thought, and even going back further than that. Uh, but my dad, I guess, started the media day back in 2004. Um, so I believe I was there with him at that one. 
Um, and I wasn't even doing any uh, work for the Republican yet. I think I was just kind of helping them out with that. So it's been uh, been a, starting to become a long-standing tradition. And it's bounced around to a couple different venues. And Country Club has been a very gracious host and you know, provided the food and, and the, the facility today. Yeah, um, definitely. It's a it's an exciting time. Uh, you can tell how much the coaches and the kids really enjoy it. Kind of, uh, I guess, really the first sort of get together to kind of break the ice after a long off season. Um, everybody kind of exchanges pleasantries, but uh, you could tell that uh, the juices are definitely flowing, and everybody's uh, everybody's looking forward to the season. Um, you know, just how much do you look forward to that? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this season it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, it is kind of icebreaker like pat said um and the kickoff the almost the official kickoff for the year but uh you know in reality in today's today's high school football world uh, the season doesn't necessarily ever end it's just like uh, any other high school sport now uh it's almost a 365 day a year thing where you're either working out in the weight room attending camps uh doing uh, passing scrimmages throughout the summer so this is you know the official the the for real kickoff like uh here we go uh gear up for for that first scrimmage uh, next saturday and, and you know time time is uh kind of precious at this time of the year and they've added the uh heat acclimatization uh over the first week now of august so it gives us that uh kind of extra week to be with your team and and you know to form some kind of chemistry with your team and i'm sure all those other uh all those other coaches you know you said about the those guys exchanging pleasantries and uh you know all, all those guys are friends you know on on and off the field uh the, that organization, that coaches association, has uh, built a great deal of camaraderie among the coaches, and you know everybody's willing to help each other out. And obviously, when the when the ball goes up on the up in the air off the off the tee to start a game on Friday night, um, there's, there's a little uh, not combativeness, but uh, competitive spirit, uh, some rivalries, and all that kind of thing. But you know, at the end of the day, all those guys are, are in it to. Uh, to help uh, high school athletes and, and to, to help mold them into, I think, better young men uh, as well as football players. Tell me, I mean, I know you have practice later today, so what's going on at Shenandoah Valley? And to talk about being on the same staff with your dad and what that experience has been like and uh, kind of what's on the horizon this season. You know, it's kind of, uh, I guess, serendipitous that it uh, worked out. Uh, I had the teaching job up there at Shenandoah Valley when uh, he got hired three years ago. I, I, I don't know that if he, he would have had, uh, applied for the position had I not been there. Um, so it's been a really, really interesting experience. Of course, I played for him in high school, uh, kind of been on the, along the, the journey for all this time. He's been a head coach uh, since uh, 1986. Um, so I was about five years old, and, and you know, I can go back all the way to when I was a, a, a manager on the sidelines on Friday nights running out after a kickoff to grab the tee and doing those kinds of things so it's been it's been a neat journey so did you ever play for him growing up i did i played uh, i played high school ball for him for three years oh. um and then my younger brother also played for him uh at the second time around at pottsville so he was at pottsville from uh 86 to uh 99 my senior year he left for three years he was a wide receivers coach at lafayette college division one program down in easton and then he came back to pottsville in 2004 uh, my sister's uh, senior, 2003, I'm sorry, 2003, my sister's junior year of high school, and he coached through uh, my brother's uh, sophomore year of high school. And then uh, Kate went back to Potsville as an assistant. He's been in Shenandoah. This will be uh, year three at Shenandoah Valley. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you just typically hope, I guess, you know, kind of coming out of a day like this, though? What do you hope that, um, I guess, everybody kind of gets out of, you know, these events and just, um, you know, kind of what do you hope they take out of this stuff, you know, going forward and, you know, kind of really moving into moving into the season, I guess? Well, one thing for the kids, I think it's uh, pretty cool for the kids to have that experience of uh, attending a media day. I mean, you, you watch television and you see the Big Ten Conference has their football media day in Chicago and you know, all the other college conferences. And the NFL, of course, has basically daily press conferences. Um, and you know, to have the high school kids, especially the seniors who are kind of preparing to uh, make that next step in their lives, whether it's a college or a trade school or, or going right into the workforce, I think it's a positive experience for them interacting with uh, with individuals they may not be familiar with, uh, answering, being able to answer some questions, and, and you know, kind of have that microphone or camera stuck in their face for the first time, and kind of get used to that experience. Uh, but it also, you know, kind of highlights the idea that uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, time to go. You know, it's, it's real now, and, and you know, times times ticking fast, and you got to get prepared for a season. Yeah. So, um, you know, we brought five seniors up, and they've been with. Uh, since day one up there in Shenandoah Valley, um, and you know they're hoping to hoping to start turning things around a little bit this year. And it's good for the media too. Uh, you know, a good opportunity for us to, to get what we need. And I know you as a writer, a former writer, whatever you are, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it's good. Like you said, the kids might not know us. So when week one rolls around and, you know, we look like average Joes walking on the field, like Patrick and I, these kids are like, who, who are these weirdos sticking their phones in my face? So uh, I think I think it's a, it's a good uh, learning curve for everyone. And, uh, you know, today was a success and the country club looked like they put out a pretty awesome spread for everyone. And, uh, uh, how many years have you guys been doing it here now? It goes back to 2004, so this would have been right. year uh, 16. Wow. Uh, 16 consecutive years. And then, like I said, it bounced around from a couple different places. Right, it right, was right, uh, right. at Maroons uh, Sports Bar in Pottsville when uh, when Maroons is open. And then uh, I believe it was at Haas's down in Cresona. Um, it's been at uh, Roman Delight uh, outside of Orangeburg, uh, Mountain Valley Golf Course, and, and the present home there at the school country club for the last several years. Awesome stuff. Yeah, today was a success, a success, and you know Patrick and I got to thank you for throwing it together. And we'd love to have you on throughout the course of the year. You know, maybe you and your dad could come on together once or twice. You know, whenever one of our Times News teams crosses over, if you guys are up for it. Absolutely, be our pleasure. You know, and you know, I got to mention Mike. Mike Farr is the president of the coaches' association, so he he really uh, organizes the whole thing. All I have to do is send out some emails to uh, media members and, and print out a couple of polls. So. My job is, is easy compared to Mike, who's, who's preparing his football team for for a season. So he uh, he deserves most most of the credit there, almost all the credit for for organizing the event. So we're, we're not going to give a total spoiler, but when could the public expect to see these Schuylkill League polls coming up this week sometime? I'm I'm hoping to, to get them done for this evening, get them out to everybody tonight. Awesome, awesome, Kevin. Thank you so much for putting this to, for together today, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, guys. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Looking forward to uh, teeing the ball up and kicking it off to start the year. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks again, Kevin. Good luck. I had a chance to catch up with Panther Valley first-year head coach Rick Jones. Brings a lot of experience to the program this take, this year taking over the program. Uh, definitely looking forward to a fresh start and getting things going with the Panthers. Here's Panther Valley first-year head coach Rick Jones. 
Well, this is my, it's, kinda... it's, it's, it's been a nice experience so far at this point. I, I, it was a broken program, still is. Uh, the attitude, considering I'm the third coach in four years, has been yeah. great. Um, our concern was getting numbers up, which yeah. we went from 16 to like 38 right now. So we're, we're happy because we need to have a JV program for the, the, the program to consider. Yeah. Um, but it's been, you know, with, with a lot of teaching, I'm sure we have to have a lot of attitude adjustments. Uh, you know, it's my 42nd year coaching. It's my 17th as a head coach. So I think, you know, I, 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 I didn't come into this naive. You know, I understand what we got to do. How important is laying that foundation and kind of, you know, getting the groundwork, you know, in place and kind of having that framework and then just kind of building? Well, that's key to any, any, anybody that's coaching for any situation. Uh, we, we, like I said, we've had a, a number of kids that have worked extremely hard, some that have worked some and some that haven't worked at all, which is everybody's program. But I think you got to set the tone as far as what you expect out of them. Um, our, our, our goals are, are realistic. Uh, we just want to be. The, we want to focus on the things that we can control, like effort, discipline, and then if we're lucky enough and talented enough, we're going to have some success. If not, we did everything we could. Um, what do you like out of the guys that you've seen that are that are coming back, they're, or even some their 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 receptiveness to the things that we're doing, their their um, ability to to take all the negatives from the past and just and move forward has been yeah. phenomenal. I, I, I didn't know what to expect coming in because Panther Valley's had so many coaches oh, yeah. in, over the course of, of their their 55-year program that you know I didn't know what 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 to expect. So, how about having a quarterback with experience? Oh, and he's he's a great kid. I mean, the, the, the senior skill kids that we have have been really, really, very, very good. Good leaders, uh, good attitudes. Uh, they they. You know, obviously, to, to stick around for four years and do the things that, yeah. and go through the things that they've gone through, you know, has, has been stressful for them. They've been very receptive. I, I, I couldn't ask for more. Goals, expectations, I guess, for this year. Like I said, we're going to take it one game at a time. We're, our, our goals are to be as competitive, play up to our potential, and then if things work in our favor one way or the other, yeah, we go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I've never been a guy, even when I've had teams that have been experienced and good that have set win-loss goals because you just never know. There are so many factors, injuries, sure. weather, officiating. I mean, you sure. just don't know. Sure. So, you know, we're, we're, we just want to take one game at a time. Obviously, big concern over the last couple of years is getting through that murderer's row of, of, oh. of, of uh, Thorpe, Kamakwa, and Inley Heighton with the right mental framework and the right physical uh, health. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to take one game at a time and, and go from there. Also had a chance to catch up with uh, veteran Jim Thorpe head coach Mark Rosenberger. Uh, the Olympians have had a great deal of success over the last uh, couple of seasons, really. Uh, certainly lose several key players, talented players, but uh, Jim Thorpe, as Mark, as Mark alluded to, uh, has a great feeder program. Numbers are high, and so is the enthusiasm around Jim Thorpe this season. Um, here is Jim Thorpe head coach Mark Rosenberger on his outlook for the Olympians this year. Thoughts? I mean, kind of getting ready for another season. Um, you know, what's it like? To, you know, just kind of what's the excitement level like when you you, know, you get to media day and you know the season's not that far away? Oh, it's very exciting. It's always great to come here and uh, get a chance to meet the press and then also, uh, you know, meet other coaches again. Yeah. Fun. You know, just uh, you know, BS a little bit with the coaches and, and meet some of the players. It's always a great time. 
but as far as uh, getting started, we're excited. You know, yeah. you work so hard from pretty much January into this point in time, and preparing for football. Now it's actually here. You can put the helmet, shoulder pads on, and even more exciting. Next week, we can put all oh, the yeah. pads on and get yeah. after it. And, you know, hit a little bit. So uh, definitely a lot of excitement uh, with it in this area and also Jim Thorpe. Um, how much has the success of the last couple of years kind of helped you guys? I mean, how much are you able to kind of build on that coming back? I mean, I know obviously you, you, you have players to replace each and every year and, you know, guys that were always vital to the team's success the year before, but how much does that help in terms of just momentum and keeping the guys hungry coming back the next year seeing the success that they had? Well, I, I think, you know, multiple parts of that question there is, uh, you know, when, when you have a successful program, it usually helps keep the numbers in, in, yeah. in there. So we're at a pretty solid 50, 52 in that neighborhood, which is outstanding. We do have 20 seniors this year. I think we graduated like 17 or 18 last year. Uh, but, but junior high right now, we have about 35 players in 7th and 8th grade playing. So, you know, I think that success is bringing kids out and getting them involved in the program. So we're excited about that. And as far as, um, you know, the things that went well last year, the players that got the experience that, that were coming back from this year, you can learn from those things. But more importantly, you can learn from the things that didn't go so well. Sure. Uh, you know, obviously that can help ignite, I think, a little bit of fire underneath you to finish off things the, 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 the way we felt we could have or should have. Absolutely. And this just kind of sparks the fuse a little bit. I mean, like you said, they're around other guys, you know, and it just kind of, you know, kind of gets those juices going a little bit more. The three guys that you brought here, um, all captains, uh, yes, all captains, you know, just what do you feel like they kind of represent for, for the program, I guess? Uh, to me, they're outstanding leaders. Uh, uh, they're role models, not only on the field, but off the field, which is an important part of what we demand at Jim Thorpe. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, that's obviously number one. Uh, they're, they're great young men. Yeah. Uh, they're outstanding communicators, and not only with, with their peers, but also with their coaches and their teachers. Uh, they're the type of kids who, when they talk to you, they make eye contact with you. You're not shying away and distracted and everything else. So those are all some major qualities that we look in and, and to be our leaders at our high school and, and in my football, our football program. You know, the kids that communicate so well, does that translate on the field to less thinking and more doing faster, especially on defense line of the football? Well, for us, our perspective, that, that's the number one thing is, is to be able to communicate and uh, and we, we've seen sometimes during passing scrimmages this year when the new guys came in and didn't do that, we yeah. blow a coverage. Uh, so for us, you know, we, we talk about all the time as number one, alignment, assignment, and communicate what we're doing to each other. Uh, a lot of times mistakes happen just because you're proper, misproperly aligned, not reading your key, or you're not communicating with your fellow secondary members or your front guys, or you're blowing two guys through one gap, whatever it may be. So that, that's a crucial part of playing defense. Um, what are the goals for this year? I know it's a broad question, kind of a loaded question, you know, especially early in August, but what are the goals for this year? Well, you know, we have, there's multiple goals. Obviously, uh, number one, first and foremost, I think, is for our players to develop into great young men on and off the football field, and, and hopefully our program can help them with, with that, uh, moving in the right direction, character-wise, and so forth, uh, which we do are very fortunate to have, you know, so many kids right now that are uh, outstanding character kids. Yeah. Uh, obviously uh, more football specific obviously getting better each and every day you know we, we really try and focus on on things by day uh, and and therefore we're always preaching to our kids about getting better each and every day putting out the best effort you can possibly do no matter what you're doing in life uh, and obviously number three is we, we, we still are, are missing a championship somewhere uh, when it comes to districts in, in our school so that's that's always one of our ultimate goals uh, is to get to that point we we're so close last year uh, we feel that we uh, we bring back some players that can help, I think, get us to that direction as well. I mean, 
it's crazy how little amount of time there is before your first scrimmage in the first game. Stressful, I'm sure, but this is it. We're at the media day. This is an amazing day to get everybody under one roof. And is this one of your favorite times of the year? I mean, this, we're, we're here, man. Absolutely. Fall has to be one of your favorite times of the year. <laughs> you know, the next month, is weather-wise, is going to kill me a little bit <laughs> as I get older here. But uh, to me, I, I love when the, when the leaves are falling and the whistles are blowing. And uh, if you're not playing it, you're not coaching it, you're watching it on TV. So uh, it's, it brings a lot of excitement to myself this time of year. No, again, we're so excited. You know, we, we lost some tremendous football players from last year's team. There's no doubt in that. Uh, but we're looking forward to the, to the new players getting a chance to step in and make some plays and, and develop their their uh, identity. Absolutely, and, yeah. And, and we have some players we feel that are, are prepared to do that for us. Uh, you know, like T.J. Garantano, who's yeah. uh, looking to fill some spots at linebacker, uh, and, and many other players, Keegan McCartney, whether it's a receiver, secondary. Uh, there's many kids who are, are chomping, I think, to get that opportunity, and we're, we're just hoping to take the best advantage of that. Absolutely. Coming up is Tamako head coach Sam Bonner. The Raiders coming off a very successful and exciting season, bringing back a lot of key pieces. A lot of eyes and attention are going to be on the Raiders this season. So let's hear what Coach Bonner has to say about the upcoming season. I'm here with Tamako head coach Sam Bonner. Heat acclimation week's kicking up. Here's Schuylkill League Media Day. A couple weeks, there'll be in scrimmages, and then it'll be game time. Talk about what's going on. How's your week going this week? Oh, great so far. You know, It actually feels like a heat acclimation week. We had two really nice days to start the week off. I remember times past for heat acclimation week, we had the hoods on and it was like 48, 58 degrees. So it's good that it actually feels like heat acclimation. It feels like it's the start of football and it was an exciting time of year. Now, a lot of kids coming back from last year. Uh, is it, is it, it has to be a luxury going into the season with a lot of uh, seniority at, at a lot of places on the team. A lot, not a lot of unknowns coming in coming into the season? No, I, well, like you mentioned, we have about seven, eight guys who've been starting since their freshman or sophomore year. So they're guys when you go to, you know, suit up like we did this week with shoulder pads and helmets. Um, obviously, there's a lot of coaching involved, but, you know, when the kids are familiar with what you're running for the past three years, it's definitely a luxury. Now, is there pressure on the kids to perform with the success they've had, or is it, are they kind of just taking it one day at a time with everything? You know, I try and preach the one day at a time. But obviously, you know, there's a lot of pressure going in. You know, the community's talking about it. People throughout the league are talking about it. You know, we had a nice run last year. I think the last we may have snuck up on a few people, ended up with the 9-1 record, you know, tying for, you know, a league championship. Uh, this year, you know, we're not going to sneak up on it. So, you know, there's high expectations. Obviously, we know we have a mark on our back. And I think the kids that we have as seniors, you know, I think they're able to handle that. You know, my senior class, there's been a lot of excitement with these kids since they've been freshmen. So, I mean, it's their time to shine, and I think we have the kids that are going to do that for us. This has to be a really exciting time for the program, for you, for Tomoko football, and uh, really uh, that brand, right? This, this is what it's all about, right? How excited are you? Yeah, no doubt. It's, you know, it's very exciting. You know, I, but of Ken, you know, you try and take one day at a time. Right. You know, our, our first job is to prep for Hamburg scrimmage in a week. Next job after that is to prep for Lime Mountain the following week. And like you said, sometimes it's easy to look down the line and say, oh, this is a big game, this is a big game. But, you know, for those games to be big games, we got to take care of business up until then. What's your favorite thing about this team? you got a really unique bunch, a lot of kids that can do a lot of things, and a lot of great kids in the classroom, off the field. Tell me a little bit about this group that you have. Yeah, I always preach every year going into it. You know, at the end of the year, we have our last supper at the you know, end of the football season. One thing I always preach with the eighth graders coming up that how important it is to stick together, especially, you know, this group that we had when they were eighth graders had a lot of success in that junior high program. They didn't lose for two years. So, you know, we always preach that, you know, that's great, but, you know, junior high doesn't always translate over to that high school level. 
unfortunately, you know, we have a real tight-knit group, and these guys have stuck together. And, you know, it's, it's fun just watching them goof around with each other, you know, how they've stuck together for the last four years and how they enjoy playing football. I mean, they're the kind of guys that, you know, after a three-hour practice, they're down, you know, in front of the locker room throwing a football. So it's not one of those things they're not looking to, you know, get home, rush off the field, you know, get on video games, do other stuff. You know, they just love playing football, and they love playing with each other. Coach, anything else before, you know, next time we talk might be after scrimmage, which is crazy. I know, I know, it's nuts. Everything seems to go so fast anymore that you mentioned, you know, two weeks from now we'll be getting ready to play a football game. So it goes fast. Coach, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You're tuned in to the Times News Sports Chat Podcast. High school football is back. This is presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Stick with us. we got a lot more coming up. Had a chance to catch up with Marion head coach Pat Morgans. The Colts have had to deal with several injuries over the last couple of years to a lot of key key players in key spots, uh, losing quarterback Mason Miller two years ago, having running back Seth Pollock go down last year in a scrimmage. Um, everyone looks to be healthy uh, for the Colts heading into this season. Uh, have a lot of upperclassmen, but they're also going to have to blend in uh, a lot of youth this year. So it's going to kind of be on, I think, the upperclassmen this season to sort of lead the way and uh, keep the Colts kind of on track and headed towards uh, hopefully another postseason berth. So here's Marion head coach Pat Morgans. How's, I mean, how's the offseason been, I guess? You know, just kind of, yeah. yeah. We had about, you know, we had a nice core of kids that are really, you know, they, they wanted to get in there after Thanksgiving. So yeah. Since Thanksgiving, so, you know, we're honored to honor so far the great offseason. So, uh, it's been a big year. Um, what's it like, I guess, you know, kind of, you know, you, you lose a group, obviously, and now you have, you know, Mason maybe kind of leading, you know, leading another one. Um, you know, what's it like, you know, kind of to know that you bring a guy like that back and you have, you know, obviously, others you know others with him that um, you know are kind of really leading you know I mean this class obviously that's uh, you know that's got experience um, you know they've been in close games they've been in big games um, what's that like to kind of have them coming back as as a unit I guess for you well I mean that's going to be big because uh, you know we have a lineman coming back um, but as far as skills it's just Mason and Dakota so, so they got to really step up their leadership and take these young kids under their wings and, and show them the ropes and, and get back to you know the what varsity football is all about because we have a lot of young kids that are going to have to contribute that have never even played high school football because they never played freshman or Absolutely. Yeah. And now we're asking them to step up to be a varsity player. So uh, you know, the key to our season is going to be how well those young kids develop. It really is. Absolutely. Um, and I know I talked to even, you know, just kind of thinking about Mason, and he mentioned about, you know, obviously sophomore year he gets hurt, you know, doesn't get to, you know, kind of see that through. Last year he gets that season under his belt. Um, how much does that help, you know, just to kind of... That's huge. I mean, you know, him losing his sophomore year, he lost that whole experience. So yeah. He's a first-year quarterback as, you know, as a junior. So sure. he's been through it now. Now he's a, he's a different quarterback. He had a fantastic offseason. He really did. Um, what's really stood out most to you, I guess, about about these guys, and just kind of maybe from you know even last off season to this off season, what's maybe different about these guys? I guess um, I, I saw more commitment to the labor. Really, did. not that they had passed kids didn't. But, sure, but uh, um, they really worked hard in the labor. They had a really good off season. Um, so uh, you know that helps. I'm sure it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, how are numbers, I guess, you know, just uh, overall? I'm about 32. Okay, so... Same as last year. Yeah. Um, kind of strange mix. We have, like, 11 seniors. And that's... And then we have, like, four juniors, and then we have, like, six, seven, sophomore. Then we have, like, a lot of freshmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be the old and the young, basically, sure. for us. Uh, and like I said before, the old is, is fortunately, it's, it's alignment. So uh, yeah. our alignment are really going to have to be And, and you know, that's where it all starts. Absolutely. And, you, you can have the best running back in the world, and you don't have a line in front of them. Uh, well. So uh, we need those linemen to carry us. We really do. So those young kids get the experience of And even, you know, I think about talking to, you know, like Tom McCarroll a couple of years ago, you know, when obviously they went undefeated, but you look at the experience that they had up front. You know, we look at, you know, maybe so much what they did on the skill, with the skill players, but it was an entire group of returning linemen that were all seniors and that kind of, you know, they really paved the way. Um, Anything, but I mean, guess what's it going to take for you guys to maybe you know be there in Division Two and then obviously be contenders and you know have a run in the postseason? I guess. Well, first and foremost, we have to stay healthy. So yeah. I, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do the last two years. Sure. But, you know, stay healthy and, and uh, like I said, our, our experience line and our you know two Mason and Dakota have yeah. to really take on a leadership role and get these kids developed and. Uh, um, you know, once these kids develop, I think, you know, we just got to continue to improve every week. Uh, you know, we have special teams. I mean, Luka can also be a weapon. Oh, my goodness, you that's know, the thing, yeah. He really got to, he's got to be a key. You know, we got to make teams, you know, go 80 on us. And oh, yeah. We can't give up big plays and stuff like that. And uh, offensively, we have to have a balanced attack. Sure. Really do. Uh, you know, we've been pretty much one-dimensional the last couple of years, so we really need uh, Caught up with Lehighton head football coach Tom McCarroll. Had a busy week after their Midnight Madness practice on Sunday. We're here at Google Football Media Day, and here's what Coach McCarroll had to say. I'm here with Lehighton head football coach Tom McCarroll. I feel like you guys have some momentum. You've been doing a lot of cool things in the offseason, Midnight Madness, Heat Acclamation Week. Tell me about what's going on with Lehighton football. Well, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create excitement, you know, trying to create uh, and sustain interest in the program. Like I say, you know, 2017, we had a great season. 12-1 uh, coming off, uh, you know, competing for district championship, and then last year we had a little bit of a dip in our, in our, um, you know, numbers. So we're trying to do some different things and, and try to, like I said, kind of spur up a little bit of that that excitement and that interest. So, you know, like I said, off season has been, uh, you know, I think a lot of fun for us as coaches and, and, and the kids involved in the program. You know, football and non-football stuff alike. We've been trying to just incorporate the kids working together, being together, having fun together. You know, and, and, and now that the season is here, we're going to just try to continue that and make sure that the hard work is, is, goes along with it. I had a chance to come check out Midnight Madness, and it looked like it was a pretty fluid practice, at least from my point of view. Maybe I'm sure you would agree as a coach, always looking for things to improve upon, but I was like, wow, these kids look like they're gelling. It looks like there was uh, some good communication, and uh, do you think that's kind of a testament to like the off-the-field things you guys have been doing in the offseason? Yeah, I think it's a good combination. I think we have we have a combination of, of, of kids kind of coming together in the offseason along with we do have some nice pieces coming back from last year. You know, even though uh, you know our record certainly wasn't what we wanted to be last year, um, I think the experience that a lot of the kids got last year is going to work in our favor moving forward. So I think the, the leadership has been uh, much improved. I think uh, the fact that kids have some varsity experience under their belt from last year certainly lends itself to you know what you saw in our first practice. So yeah, we like to see that as coaches. You know, certainly to start the season, you know there's going to be bumps in the road and you know, some hiccups, and that's to be expected. But you're right, for a first practice, we can't ask for a whole lot more. And since we're here at Google Media Day, and by the way, this is kind of like you know it might have felt real the last couple of days, but this is like real. Everybody under one roof. Uh, this is a cool day to come to. There's no question about it. These these guys do a great job. 
job. You know, it's one neat thing. You know, since we, we kind of moved over from the Mountain Valley a few years ago to come into the Schuylkill and Anthracite League, and and uh, you know, they certainly as well they certainly have welcomed us. And I think you know we're a good fit you know, for a lot of reasons, but you know, it's great to be part of this, and, and the organization does a great job. And I know a couple of weeks, what we'll be doing scrimmages will be here, game times in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's, it's crazy how fast it moves. So I got to ask you this, and you could totally give me a coach answer if you want to. But who are we going to see in that backfield? Is, uh, can you tell me who's going to be behind center? Or is there some camp battles? What's going on uh, in, with the Indians? No, I think, you know, I, I, there's no, not, you know, we don't try to hold, hold, hide our cards too often right now. So, um, you know, right now, Lucas San Giuliano certainly is the front runner for a quarterback spot. Um, has done a nice job in the offseason. Stepping up, he's going to be a senior. Uh, so he kind of knows the ropes. He's been with the program, you know, his entire career. Uh, and he has—he's got some—he's got some athleticism, you know, that uh, that he brings to the table. Not the biggest kid, but he's got what they call a little bit of wiggle. So I think he's going to be able to avoid some some shots. And, and he has—I think he's developed a, a very good understanding of what we're trying to do offensively. So I think he's going to be able to, to to operate the offense the way we want it, see the field the way I want him to see it, and uh, hopefully give us a good chance for success. So Tom, from Tyler Can to Cody Share to Lucas San Giuliano, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. Is there some correlation between wrestlers and playing quarterback and athleticism? Well, you did forget Chris Whiteman, too. And Chris Whiteman. Also, also a wrestler. Great two-way player, great defensive back. There's, really there's no question. I, I, I think, I think I, you know, I said that I didn't grow up, um, you know, with wrestling kind of as an option. Uh, you know, it's mock they certainly had it. But uh, went, to, went to Catholic school growing up. It wasn't really an option in terms of the CYO thing. But um, I, I've said it since I've been here. Uh, some of our best, toughest players um, have also have been kids who also wrestle, and I don't think that's by accident. I think there's a toughness that goes along with that. You know, it allows me to kind of coach the kids the way I want to. You know, I hold them to a very high standard. You know, I'll get on them when I need to get on them. And uh, you know, like I said, they're the guys who are run, uh, you know, you know, uh, driving the ship, and uh, so they need to be at their best uh, for us. And, and I think it's it's important for them to to do things like other sports, especially wrestling, where they're in the spotlight. It's one on one, you know. So if they lose, it's it's on them in, in, in the wrestling side of things. And, you know, a lot of times within football, things don't go well. Who do people look at? Certainly the head coach and then a lot of times the quarterback. You know, and that's and that's okay. But I want those guys to be ready to go. And I think, you know, their background in wrestling certainly helps that. And you look at Chris uh, making some great plays in the secondary uh, and um, Cody playing linebacker and, you know, Tyler having a great collegiate career right now. Um, you know, good with the hands, but... Is that conditioning similar to what, you know, is that like help and carry over for football? Well, there's no question. I mean, make no mistake, wrestling, anybody knows that knows wrestling, that's a unique type of conditioning. You know, you got obviously the weights that guys you know, are worried about kind of making and, and making cuts and things like that. But uh, just conditioning in general, the fact that they're doing it and doing it at a high level when football's not going on, just helps them maintain, uh, you know, when, when they do need to do it. So it is different, you know, I think uh, wrestling coaches will tell you the same thing. There's something unique about it. Uh, I think that's, and I think that's true with every sport. You know, there's a different type of um, conditioning and, and you know hydration and things along those lines that go with every individual sport. But um, you know, like I said, in a lot of ways, wrestling lends itself uh, to, to kids having success on the football field as well. Between the conditioning, the toughness, you know, like I said, being in the spotlight, being uh, kind of the go-to guys. And you mentioned every single one of them. They've been playmakers for us. And anybody who's watched us knows that I'm not afraid to run my quarterback. So they need to be tough. Um, and like I said, you'll see Lucas is not the biggest kid, but I think he is a tough kid, and I think he's going to be able to run our offense the way we need to. Just one last thing before I let you go here. Goals and expectations for this Lee Heighton team this season. Yeah, you know, it's it's coming off a 4-7 and seven season. The first expectation is certainly to be 0-1 or 1-0. 
and uh, you know that after that we want we want improvement. You know, um, sub 500 is not okay with us. It's not a standard that we we want to set, and, we, and I think our kids know that. Uh, they took that to heart um, in the off season, and they are certainly I think doing the right things so far to, to fix that. You know, and so how it how it pays off obviously is going to be different because once you put the pads on, there's a new element to that. But they've done the right things in the off season to kind of change the way things were done. And the way things turned out last year. So, you know, as of this point, you know, I'm excited to where, where we could be. But we have a, as tough, I think, a division as, as anybody in Eastern PA. I mean, you look at the top of our division: North Schuylkill, Tamaqua. You got Jim Thorpe, Possible Mountain. I mean, uh, there's not a there's not a down team there. You know, so we we have to show up every single week to be able to compete. Coach, thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That's about it for the first episode of the Times New Sports Chat football podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Special thanks to everyone involved, especially my co-host here, Pat Matsinko, Emmett McCall, everybody at the Schuylkill Media Day that helped us out, all of our coaches, Kevin Keating. It was a blast. We're going to bring you another podcast next week. Make sure you follow our writers and reporters on Twitter. We'll have a lot of coverage coming up throughout this season. Our football tab comes out August 22nd, I believe. And the first game is that week, so in a blink of an eye, we're going to have some regular season football. Looking forward to getting some Colonial League and uh, EPC guests on next week and in the near future. It was awesome to cover the Schuylkill League this week. So until then, I'm Justin Carlucci, and I'm out.